Hey everyone, I just wanted to start the episode by first saying thank you so much for tuning in. Um, all of your listening and all of your streams and downloads, I appreciate it so, so much. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, your the fact that you're an audience means the world to me. Um, yeah, like, if you're subscribing on my Patreon, if you've left a review on Apple Podcasts, it really does help the show, like, I swear. Um, it is so helpful, it gets the show out there, it gets uh, the listening ship, whatever you want to call it, like, higher, and it allows me to keep putting out the content that you guys like so yeah thank you so much for your continued loyalty and yeah i just appreciate you all so much but really i wanted to come on here re really really quickly to address just my own concerns regarding this episode mostly because i was really really nervous um putting this out because I have never actually, like, interviewed, interviewed, um, someone that I've had sex with in depth as this episode. And, yeah, I've, I'm just, like, really nervous because it feels like I'm airing out my dirty laundry. But, you know, we are a very open and honest and transparent podcast, right? So, yeah, um, I still had like my own little reservations and my own nerves to get over when I drafted this episode and when I asked my guest to come on the show. So you can actually kind of tell from the tone of our voices, his and mine, that we were pretty nervous, which is like weird because like when we're together and we're like fucking like goddamn rabbits there are like literally no nerves at all and then there's not even an audience when we were doing this we were just literally doing it remotely so i have no idea why we were nervous but yeah you can hear me kind of like a little off my game and he's like stuttering a lot and um trying to find his words but um yeah like i wanted to have him on to talk about his experience as an escort and personally being an escort that i hire I appreciate this guest so much, and I hope that people will be able to appreciate him the way I see him, not just through a sexual lens, but more of like his brain, because yes, he is a beautiful person, and he is very talented, and I'm kind of sad that I can't show his face due to like anonymity and protection and safety and whatnot. Um maybe this show will have show notes to any of his social media profiles by the time this comes out. I don't know. But yeah, I just wanted to preface this episode by saying we were nervous. <laughs> it was a little weird. It's a little awkward having to air out our dirty laundry in such a public way. But this was something that I wanted to get over. And I figured, you know what, I might as well just have him on the show and get it over with just so I can like finally put it out there. So yeah, um, 
Thank you again so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe on everywhere that you listen to the show. It really does help. And yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. I'll see you soon. The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I am a sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay. And listeners, what is the difference between an escort and a drug dealer? Well, an escort can wash their crack and sell it again. (laughs) Speaking of escorting, um, that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. And... Everybody, I am so lucky to have this very special guest on the show today. He is the escort that I hire on a regular basis because he knows how to fuck my whole silly until I can't walk anymore. Um, Dan, how are you? How you doing, Tim? <laughs> I didn't realize how graphic um, you, were, you, you, you would get. <laughs> I mean, this is a full transparency. <laughs> it's a full transparency show. You and- don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like, It's such a pleasure to have the guy who pleasures me on a regular basis to come talk about his work. So, uh, Dan, why don't you Thanks start for off? having me. Yeah, like, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? I'm Dan. I, um, I'm from the city of Toronto. I uh, pretty much almost born, oh, born in the States, but I grew up here. Uh, but pretty much born and raised here as a Canadian boy. Um, I'm a gay dude. Um, you know, I wasn't. I was closeted for the first um, early part of my twenties. Um, it took me a little bit to um, to come to terms with my sexuality, mostly because of family pressures and just um, you know pressures that I had constructed on my own due to like what I thought society expected me to be. You know, I was um, heavily involved in sports, and uh, I was the only boy at a, at a you know at a family of five children, so. I had this pressure of being um, hyper-masculine and conforming to the roles that my parents had or, like I, idolized for me. But um, so it was tough for me to come to, to pressure to terms of my sexuality. But once I did, um, you know, I'm lucky that I had the self-assertion to uh, be able to, you know, to, to say I'm going to be me and unapologetically me after having worn, you know, a mask for so long. Um, but you know, and not everybody gets that is that fortunate to be to have that confidence or have that assertion to be to say no this is who i'm going to be without without you know fearing for what the consequences that I could have with the with the relationships in terms of relationships personal relationships with their family or their, their friends but yeah i was terrified but and um that how they would react but trust me it was always uh, worth it uh aside from that um i'm in my i'm now currently uh, 
just breezing into my mid thirties. Um, I, you know, I, I'm I really, I'm a really chill and regular guy. Um, you know, I don't, I think that there's a misconception, misconception about escorts, you know, being a certain type of person or personality or being that person, uh, a person of that's, you know, um, you know, that, that's, um, that, that's fallen into bad, into, into, a, into the, into a bad ways because of, you know, drugs or, um, they did, or they didn't, they didn't finish their, their education, which I, I did, I, I have a bachelor's and a master's degree. Um, so I think that, um, you know, there are different, there are, there's many things about me that aren't what you would, what a normal, what a person that has not ever been familiar with escorts, um, not, Think uh, not. How do I put this? You're you going against you, the grain. Yeah. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say it's going against the grain because I think that like um, there's no specific um, designation of personalities or characteristics for an escort. Um, you or know, you're so defying the stereotypes of what people would normally expect of an escort that's exactly. portrayed in the media. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one. Yeah. I mean, like they people would normally think that an escort would be, would be somebody who is. Um, ill-educated, um, you know, uh, more lacking charm, etiquette, or class. Um, however, like, the reality is, is that, like, you, you'll find, you know, escorting is just, you, you'll find some of the most polished gentlemen you'll ever, you'll, you'll ever come across in the escorting world. Gentlemen that, are, that have education, that are eloquent, that are articulate to that, you know, are able to carry themselves, and you'd never guess that, that, what, that they're doing what they're doing based off their appearance. And, you know, they, because people have these preconceived notions that escorts are these people that hook the streets. It's what I call a hooker. There's a difference <laughs> between being an escort and a hooker. Oh, can you, you know, go into I, that? Like, what is the difference there? Uh, well, I, I personally, I, like, I haven't looked it up in the dictionary to see that there is a dictionary. Your own personal definition. But what I have, uh, like, come understood and what I have assigned in my, like, in my book of definitions is that um, and like an escort is somebody who you would hire as um, you know, who you could hire for not just for sex and yes, yeah, sex is a big, big part of it. But I, I would say like, I don't have sex. I have, I don't, I have sex with maybe um, anywhere between 40 to 60% of my clients, depending on the month um, as opposed to, yeah, well, it, you know, our like our job is our job is very seasonally based. If you don't, know, <laughs> you know, um, and it's true, people do get the um, the bees and the birds do come out in spring, and um, you, know, people do them. you see more of. Are getting horny during the spring of Valentine's oh, Day? Yeah, you know, people. You know, the moment you, like you know the short sleeves skin, a little bit of skin starts to show. You know, people just start getting letting their imaginations run wild and. Like, and let me tell you, when the spring and summer comes, it's um, it's definitely a lot better than say fall and winter. Um, <laughs> wow! So yeah. I have to wait in line to book you then, huh? During the spring. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you, you, not necessarily. I, I I operate in a different way where I always get priority to my to my you know existing clients to clients who are returning clients. Um, I think it's important for an escort to um, have a certain code of ethics. I mean, you, 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 in one could say, "Oh, an escort has ethics." Like, isn't it? You know, that's, isn't that an oxymoron? Um, 
because a lot of people don't find find what I do unethical or more or more or morally um, ambiguous, a little gray. And well, they just they just find it to be too comp- too compromising of a moral integrity, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is I complete I think is a complete farce, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like to think about the, the the way I operate as an escort demonstrates more moral integrity, like in you know in, in just my little finger than a lot of people show in the way they operate in their jobs. Um, you know, I, I believe that integrity is a big part of what I do. Um, and I believe that morality isn't necessarily tied with my sexual endeavors or my, or my, or my sexuality per se. Um, I, I can see how someone can associate the two, mm-hmm. but you know, I, 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 the way I perceive more, uh, morality is, you know, just don't be a shit human. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I mean, um, exactly like don't be a fucking like exactly. asshole or yeah, be a jerk exactly like you know <laughs> don't be a shit human the fact that like the fact that i ask for i ask for because i like to i, I like what i do i really do mm. I, I i landed in the, i landed in it in a very circumstantial way and i never would have gone in this direction yeah um you know or i anticipated that i would have gone that i went in this direction um and but i you know i i was presented an opportunity that i couldn't um, that I couldn't refuse. Right. And with, from a person that I would have gone home with organically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, so, can you um, go into detail? And because like you and I have been working together for, I'd say what, three, four years now. And not once have I ever asked you like, how did you get into escorting? So can you go like from the very beginning? Well, I, you know, initially I moved away to go to school in, in, um, in another city, in another Canadian city. And, uh, I, you know, I, I essentially, having grown up in a very religious household, in a very regimental, um, with a lot, uh, like in a very regimental, with a lot of regimen. Um, also, having grown up a, like a national level athlete as well, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, uh, I like, you know, there was a lot of structure in my life, and you know, I was kind of keen to just kind of break away from that and kind of do my own thing. I, I, I allowed myself to exp- like live. A lot, you know how they say live a little. I lived a lot. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I like you know it was like imagine a kid, you know, having so many rules their entire life, and then one day he he leaves to go to go over to school, and there's no one there telling him what he can watch, what he can, what he can do, or what he can't wear, what he can't go, or you know, um, it, it, you wouldn't believe how structured my parents raised me and and i in a large part thank them for it because it really did provide a good basis for many other aspects of my life it did you know cloud my um my my ability to discern my sexuality or and accept it for a very long period of time because i didn't come out till i was 23 after dating women and you know and being and, and, and seriously thinking that i was going to marry a woman and uh and you know and I don't know if I had convinced myself that I was to marry that that I was going to marry a girl, or that, um, or I had felt the pressure. But like I knew that I wanted to marry the girl. Um, but what I didn't realize then was that I wanted this because this is what was expected of me, and I and I yearned so much to make my dad proud. Um, you know, my, my dad to this day, even with his um, opinions of and his perspectives of the world, he is he's my hero. Okay. Oh, my absolute hero. Yeah. So, um, do they you know, know about your uh, sex work? Um, they do. 
Oh, good. How did they react? They do um, terribly. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> terribly. Um, you know, my, 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 like they don't understand what I do. Like you know, my mom will will, will, see, will see something, and you know, this mind you, there's other things that I do. Um, I have other sources of income, but like they don't see you know the other sources of income, which are predominantly projects that I like. Not they're more than projects. They're things that I want that I'm actively. Um, formulating it to be my main source of income and, you know, and be my long-term projects. My so long-term you're not a full-time thing. escort then? I would say I'm a, I'm a full-time everything. Oh, you're a full-time human. You know? Yeah, I'm a full, like, I, I, mean, I do ev- like I, I do everything, you know, I don't ass- assign, oh, 20 hours for escorting a week, like, I'm going to do this for our time. No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm like, I'm very, at this point, I don't take new, I don't take very many new clients. I've, gen- I've generated um, enough clientele um, and I have really is- invested in my clientele to nurture a relationship that, you know, that they feel is rewarding enough for them to come back. And I also feel is, I also feel rewarded in the fact that like, I learned a lot from my, um, from my clients. I, I get a lot of fulfillment from uh, learning from my clients, learning about them and learning what, like, what, and it, it, it's taught me a lot about how humans like, how like, we work oh, and yeah, yeah our how, sexual like, desires. How, how exactly? And you know, um, I was uh, I was always I always was under the understanding, and I'm not like um, I'm not a, in no way in no like in no way shape or form like um, a sociological expert or a psychological expert. But I always figured that in my life, I would for me in order for me to be happy and fulfilled, I would need to kind of scratch away at three groups of my life. It would be my the financial aspect. Which is tied into my like my professional, um, finance in my profession, um, my social, so friends and family, and my sexual. I need all of those three boxes checked in order for me to be happy. And I find that when people aren't, don't aren't checking, uh, don't have one of those boxes checked, they end up becoming. They, they, it's really demonstrable in the way they are, um, and the way they, and the way they carry themselves. So you can tell that that person is just, you know, it's, you know. It's not that they're off or anything, but they're just you know they're they're constantly want more. They're constantly you know they don't know what they don't know what they want, mm-hmm. uh, or they don't know what they're looking for. But they, but you know, and a lot of people, whether it be for um, you know, whether it be for whatever reason, um, culturally or socially, um, they're so inhibited sexually, mm-hmm. and they're so repressed sexually, and 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 you tell me you don't see a person walking around who you can obviously tell are sexually repressed and be and. And say to yourself, man, that per- person needs to get fucking laid. <laughs> you know, like, and that's where you, you know, come in. You're supposed, you're gonna be there to fuck them silly, or just like, you know, hold their hand. Some, or some, of these, some of these people, um, they're in the, the, they're, they're repressed, not because uh, they're repressed, not because they're oppressed. They're repressed mm. because their views are so fundamentally entrenched within them from their own culture that they would never allow themselves to even consider um hiring an escort an escort right yeah. and you know we, uh, to them to these people we are dirty you know we are um you know we are the sex workers we're filthy immoral um you know which is so weird just, because like sex work is literally the oldest job like in the history of humanity yeah, but, but saying that it's the oldest job doesn't necessarily make it um, good you know, a classy institution. Oh, or, I mean, um, okay, you yeah, know, or, or yeah. something that, or, or does it make people consider it to be, um, um, you know, something that they would they would deem socially acceptable? Fair. Um, you know, okay. so you know, that's just referring to like 
yeah, what the people have to as a currency before there was an actual currency, their vag and their penis, their <laughs> ass, you know, but like, <laughs> but like, we'll know, fuck for food. <laughs> well, cash, grass, or ass, right? Say. And, 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 and I've never been a grass guy, so. It's you know, cash, it's like and cash, ass, <laughs> cash and ass, man. Yeah. So, like, there's so much, like, you know, adversity that you've overcome, and like, you know, just a lot of obstacles that you've had to get over. I want to know, like, what led up to you, you know, um, your to your first client, rather. Yeah. Well, like, I just like I I realized that I was totally going off um, on the tangent there, but. Um, and I, you know, I was going to school and I was trying to work uh, as a bartender and I was finding it really tough to stay, you know, to be able to afford to live in the city in Toronto without 27 roommates in a, in a bachelor apartment. Because, I, you know, I literally, you, I literally was coming across situations where, you know, there was four people renting a bachelor's apartment and they were looking for a fifth and they're like, you know, like, rent $300 a month. I'm like, for five people in a bachelor's? Like, yeah. Like, and so, my, you know, I was faced with, like, you know, situations like that or, or um, living with my parents, um, which was obviously, a, like, X and A, X and A. But um, so, I, you know, I ended up moving into an apartment, getting an apartment of my own, and, you know, I, I started falling behind. Um, and, and I couldn't, and that was, my, my program at school was very demanding as well. So I, you know, that with my bartending, um you know, and the pressures and, you know, when, when you become financially troubled, it really does take a toll on every aspect of your life. You know, your, your performance mm-hmm. at work, you know, your you, basic just, um, you know, how like you, you just you're just miserable and bitter. Like, you know, you, your demeanor of just course. changes. Yeah. Because so, like, um, you know, you're broke and then you're trying to make rent. You're just like, you know, scraping. Yeah. Pennies. Like, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and like, you know, it's, it's just not, it's just not living. It's mm-hmm. living your life. To you know, to it, just to survive—that's not living. Um, you know, you, you people—you don't necessarily need abundance either. But like, you want to be able to live your life with a little bit of comfort and a little bit of pleasures mm-hmm. here and there. But mm-hmm. if you're just constantly going from like, you know, I felt like I was—I felt that I was lacking all of that, that at that time point in my life. And more, and everybody that I would meet in Toronto either had, in my opinion, I find either had escorted in the past or were escorted. That's me. You know, I, I, I felt. I, I just felt like you know, and I thought, and in, in, in my opinion of escorting at that time was that it was, that it was very trashy. It was beneath me. Um, I thought, you know, I would never ever, in a million years, even consider it. And you know, my friends that I had made, you know, that were escorts, and I, and I didn't judge them for escorting. I just, but, you know, but I think I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can um, or if you. Or like like me, but I hold this. I hold the bar up way higher to for myself than I hold it to other people. You know, like you know, you, I I've seen stuff that I you know I've seen people do certain things, that, and um, and I, and I would never judge. I don't judge them for that. But I'm like, I know that I I could never see myself doing that, even even now at this point. But like, you know, um, but I you know I I I love my friends, my school friends at that time for who they were, and I love hanging out with them. I just could, couldn't find myself to bring to doing this type of work um it just wasn't what i do i thought and, and yeah i did think it was beneath me did i think they were beneath me no i thought the work was beneath me um and look where you are now 
Yes, because I was looking at it the entirely wrong way. Um, you what know, clicked? What clicked that you were like, "Oh, that's beneath me to like, hey, I'm actually pretty fucking good at this." Well, no, I mean, I don't. I've always been good at sex. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will testify. Though. I will testify. Yes, you are very good at sex. That's why I, I am and, a repeat and, customer. <laughs> and, and and I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I really am not. And I'm not trying to be this cocky, um, you know, like arrogant guy. But I, I have been a hypersexual, hypersexual person since I was a child because of how restricted and confined I was. My first cognitive sexual thought was when I was four years old. Wow. That I can remember. My first cognitive mental thought that I can remember. And I remember being at church, listening to the to the, the, the pastor preach. Uh, mind you, I'm I'm Protestant. I'm not Pentecostal. I'm not um, I'm not um, Catholic. So um, you know, so you know, it's, it's a much more strict, mm. much more um, mm. you know, se- uh, sexually repressed, like, repressed, um, you know, Religion. environment yeah. that is the Catholic. <laughs> so so um, I remember listening, and and and, I, and, at, and at this point, remember, my parents have raised me at this point. Very, very, very strict, and, and very, and they controlled everything, anything that I was exposed to. So I, for sure, didn't know what sex was at four years old. But I remember sitting there listening to the pastor preach, and then me thinking, I can't wait to live alone so I can have sex all the time. Oh, I thought you wanted to and, fuck the pastor. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't, no, I didn't understand what sex was. I just knew that it involved my naked body. You know, clothing. Mm. And at that point, like, you know, I was known for running around the, the neighborhood in my underwear. I, I always wanted to be in my underwear. So I loved being naked, essentially. And I knew that it was very, very fun. And, and, right. and you know, right. so that, that, that sparked the interest. And then, you know, through movies and when the little exposure that I could get, um, you know, and fooling around with my cousin. Everybody did it. Don't look down on me. Everybody fooling around with, her, with, with a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did it? I- <laughs> That's, I've never oh, yeah, heard, no, okay, had then, that thought before, no, no, but okay, yeah, no. sure. <laughs> no, 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 me neither. That, that didn't happen. <laughs> so that's okay. It didn't yeah, happen. So, it's on the record. So with fooling around with like you know, not, with not fooling around with, with playing with, with another little boy in my community, um, you know, and, and by, by fooling around and then, like we were comparing our parts to each other. You know, we were showing we didn't we never touched each other. We never like did or over each other, but like, you know, that's what I thought sex It's exploration. I would get together with this other little boy in my community that I was completely not related to. Um, and <laughs> I would, um, you know, Play doctor. Just, I'll show you yeah, mine no, if you no, show me yours. Exactly. We'd get naked and, and we would, do, I remember we get under the sheets and we would just show each other our stuff. And we, we, and <laughs> I, I thought at the time that that was, that was sex, but, you know, as you know, you, you develop and in, in you grow up and you start to realize. And me, I, re- I realized because of my conversation with my with the, the kids at school, not because of what I watched on TV, because I wasn't allowed. I, was, I didn't even have to be for the first 10 years of my life. So, um, so you know, I, I became, and you know, when you, when, you, when you push a certain way of thought and thinking or an ideology down a child's mm-hmm. throat, the first thing mm-hmm. they're going to do is break away from that. Right. And that's why you see these, um, these kids that were raised in seriously religious households be the worst, most, mm. you know, out of control, drug addict, 16 kids. Holler. Represent. That you'll ever meet. Um, so, I, like, so, 
you know, I became very sexually active at a very young age. And because of the fact that I was having straight sex for the, for the first half of my life, there was a big, you know, I was so concerned with my performance in sex. Oh. Um, uh, because of the fact that, like, if I, I needed to be perceived as awesome in bed so that no one could ever think that I wasn't heterosexual, you know. So uh, all the mm-hmm. girls that I was sleeping with, they would have to... Um, they, they would have to say like they need, I needed them to to say oh my god he is so good in bed so like <laughs> remember Dr. Sue remember Dr. Sue I think so you know the, the lady from growing up on TV she would come on showcase and she would answer people's questions about sex let's say I Dr. do Sue. I can't oh remember my my... <laughs> I, I, if you, you can't even be part of this type of podcast if you like sorry <laughs> She but, basically she was sure, this lady that would come on Saturday nights, um, and she was she was a, um, she was an expert in sex, and, like she had a, like like a PhD and MD as well, um, and she would answer everybody's questions about sex. And um, when I was when we finally did get a TV, I don't know how like, and I was able to sneak in time just to watch her her late night show on Showcase, and she like the questions that she would answer were very vulgar, very crude, like they were very the language was very raw, like you know um, lots of. The words "dick" and "suck" and you know "foreskin" mm, and mm. um, but to me, um, you know, this is you know that this is the time before I became sexually active. But that language and that the, 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 the content of that conversation because it was so prohibited to me, I was just like you know I was I was just absorbing it like a like a like a like a sponge. And then when it came time for me to actually you know be sexually active and and. And the fact that I was overcompensating and mm-hmm. and be and try and, and you know and had this facade about being held heterosexual, I started reading books about sexual performance. I started reading books mm. about how to please women. And and let me tell you, if you can give a girl an orgasm, you can give a guy. You can give twenty guys an orgasm. Perfect. So you know, <laughs> we, women are, are far more. Um, and I, and I'm, I, I'll almost use the word complicated, but it's not. That, that, no, their sexual, their sexual, their their sexuality is far more complex than men. Mm. You know, they can have multiple orgasms. Like I, I, I'm, I envy the the, the, the house, um, the sexuality that a woman can achieve. To me. Wait, Dan, you know, like, I have a question. Like in your escorting now or recently, have you had female clients, or has it all been I, men? No, it hasn't all been men. I would say it has been. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Has been ninety percent men. Um, I'm gay, mm-hmm. and um, a, b- a big way, a big one of my biggest tenets of escorting is that I will not force anything. You know, um, so I wouldn't usually, I won't normally gravitate towards having sex with a woman. But you know, I also think I'm secretly in love with my best friend who's a girl. Though. <laughs> oh yeah, Same you told me that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? And like, um, so the thing is, I um. I don't want to have sex with a lot, most women that I come across, but then there are certain, there are certain women that I see myself in like having these thoughts about like, hmm, what would it mm-hmm. be like if, I did, if that happened? But, but that's in, 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 you know, the odds of that woman, yeah. Yeah, the, the odds of that woman being the one that reaches out to hire me are very few and far in between. But there have been situations where, um, you know, I, I've been hired as a threesome. Oh, fun. Um, you know, from, from a heterosexual open couple, and then I will get a call back from the woman, just a woman by, by, by ah, her. Ah, yes. 
Uh, I remember the I remember the time when that happened to me when it's like a straight couple called me, but then only the wife asked for a second round, and then I was like, "Is your husband okay with that?" And she was like, "Um, yeah, let's not get my husband into it." I was like, "Oh, I mean, sure, whatever you want to say, but that's totally your prerogative, not mine." <laughs> well, and, and you're very right. You know, like I know we're jumping all over the place here, but like, um, you know, I. It, you know, I, I be, do what I do. You come across people. Oh, you come across a lot of people. Yeah. Okay, right? Dan. Um. So so far, we've talked a lot about like your background and. Okay. Your... Yeah, I, I want to tell you about what my first the first time I um, how I came into it. Yeah. So um, I was I, I, long story short, I was falling behind on, you know, my uh, on, uh, on my bills, and I had had a friend who was very successful in this industry. And who I who became my very first good friend in the city, you know the city. It can, the city can be cold. It can be nasty to you when you first arrive, even if you're from the city. Um, and he, he, you know, he was a great. He was a really nice guy. And he, he would tell me you know, the first year that I had moved back, he said, "You should really escort. You should, you know, you, you know, all those money walls that you have, like you can fix that like that. You know, you can make really really fast cash very quickly escorting." And I would always I would constantly say to him, "No." You know, I'm just, like I'm getting a PhD for God's sake. Like I, you know, I I, I want to exploit my, my like my my intellect. I don't I, as opposed to like my body. Um, you know, and 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 being grown up an athlete, people had always this preconceived notion that I was dumb. You know, like and I and I thought that going into escort work would you know kind of cater to that mentality that I that I couldn't do anything else other than sex work. You know. That now that the way that I was looking at it was just wrong. So after him like insisting that I should do it for a year, he calls me one night in the middle of the night, and I was out drinking with some friends. So I was like, you know, not in my, in my, in, you know, the best, the best friend of mine. And he says that he had a client, very wealthy man, who from out of town, who was looking for a very specific type of guy, and you know. Physically and also um, personality-wise, you know, and I fit the that and for the bill to the T. Like he wanted everything. He wanted a natural top. He wanted you know somebody with my body type. He wanted somebody with uh, the amount of hair that I have. He wanted somebody with my hair color. You know, this guy. This guy was he knew what he wanted. He was very specific, and he wanted somebody who was a natural top. Back then, I I wasn't as versatile as I am now. Um, so and so, just by a natural top, you eliminate a very big chunk of the city at, the, at that time. So, so the so he so he says to me, um, just come and you know, this guy's gonna treat you very well. And I said, no, I don't want. I told you many times, I do not want to do that. So he says, come to this hotel, and if you and just listen to what he's gonna propose to you, and you can take it or leave it. If you walk away, he'll give you a thousand dollars. If you stay, you'll get the thousand dollars plus whatever you agree to be your rate. So you get a thousand dollars regardless. I'm like, so, and I asked, and I tell, and I tell him, and I ask him. So all I have to do is just show up and, and listen to what he says, and I get a thousand bucks. He's like, yeah. He's like, and are you sure I, I don't have to do anything? And he's like, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm coming right over. So I. It show up to this hotel and like you know this palatial suite at one of these, the downtown hotels. So I'm already like ooh ah the moment I walk in, um, and 
there I'm greeted by this guy who I who sits on the board of a Fortune 500, who is probably one of the most interesting, most insightful people I have ever met to this day in my life. Um, and we have not, we are now very good friends. And, um, you know, we get along so so well, you know, I would have gone home with him had he just, had I met him organically. And then he goes to me, you know, after, after getting to know each other a little bit and getting lost in conversation for a long time, um, he goes to me, he's like, well, you know, your, your friend tells me that, um, you know, you, um, you don't, you refuse to um, consider doing designer work. He's like, are you not in school or you don't have, um, you know, stuff you need to pay for? And I said, yes, but, and I told him my, my, you know, my, my reasoning that I did, you know, I just wanted to kind of, I just want to exploit my brain as opposed to my body. Yeah. He's like, you're looking at it all. You're looking at this, the entire, entirely the wrong, in the wrong way. He's like, and he goes to me, he's like, everything in this life that you do, you, whether you know it or not, you're doing it for an exchange of something, whether that be emotional gratification, whether that be self-fulfillment, whether that be um, a monetary compensation, life is about exchanges. You know, like, uh, what, you know, um, you, 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 you know, people who do philanthropy, charity, yeah, yeah, that word is too compartmentalized, like the word <laughs> compartmentalized in their syllables. Um, but you know, they do that because, yeah, they're great people, they're, they have kind hearts, but you, you think that they get a, a high off, you know, doing good things to people. They, 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 yeah, they, they, that makes that elates them. That makes them that, that gives them a certain high, and that's the exchange they get from doing that, you know. Or, you know, when we go to work. We obviously that, that's the most obvious form of like um, exchange. You know, we get paid for our work. Everything we do, we do for something, you know. Um, he's like, so he's telling me, he's like, in, in this life, you'll always be presented with um, an opportunity or a situation where you will be at the end of an exchange of some sort. Mm. He's like, and that's where you come in. Uh, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, this this line of work, he goes, why is it any different than what a bartender does? It's exactly. Just, like, or a chef. And I, and I said, or a firefighter. Well, a bartender, but he said specifically a bartender because he, you know, he, 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 the, 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 what he was trying to assert was that, you know, a bartender or somebody who works in the hospitality industry uses their sexual image in order to, um, to instigate more, sell a product, higher sales or outdoor tips. Mm. Um, they, you know, they, 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 they turn on their charm. They try to, um, you know, schmooze people. Um, you know, they cater to the senses that, you know, they want to be, you need to be, you, you know, you need to be pleasant to look at. You need to be, um, pleasant to hear. You need to be in terms, in terms of charming to be, um, you know, you smell nice, you know, you can't have it, you, you know, you almost get like a, so he's like, why is it, why, so is it because you have sex with, 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 the, with, with a client? Is that, what, is that why? He's like, were you just having sex with guys leisurely, he said? Like, I'm like, why, so you already are sexually having, doing, uh, you know, uh, participating in people's sex. So w w your, your whole um, notion of morality is out the window there because if you if it, if it were immoral to be having sex then you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now mm. and if that were the reason why you don't do this then you know it, it, it doesn't pre present a valid argument he says so so you're already having sex he says might as well get paid for it <laughs> but now because they're now because somebody's paying you for it it 
And I told and I told him like, well, you know, most it's because like I probably wouldn't normally have sex with a lot of guys that would will approach me. I said like, you know, and I was under this preconceived notion that it was only old, dirty men that that looked men that couldn't, <laughs> you know, in my opinion, sexless, like, disgusting, yeah, and men that yeah, couldn't yeah. get laid uh, organically. They were the ones that you know that I would have uh, escorts are subjected to sleeping with. Oh boy, how wrong was I? I was so wrong. I don't think I've even. I, I don't like my clients. Like I, either I've been very fortunate, and I've been doing this for about um, about going on four years, or I've been or or they're or or, or you know they are they're not all the way their people perceive them to be the client the clientele base. Mm. They're, no, they're not dying. They're not decrepit. They're not like um, you know disgusting. They're, they're not overweight. They're regular people who have needs that need to be met, and then you just happen and, to and, meet and those needs. Been, they are, and, and there are some hot, like some hot smoke shows out there that, like, you know, I'll even, I'll even admit it. I, I hire escorts as well. Do you? I do. As an uh, escort, you hire escorts. I mean, that's me, but like, I'm no longer an escort. But like, you have hire other people to meet your needs. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, because you know, trying to find somebody to hook up with when you when you have your scratched itch can be like pulling teeth. You know, right. So, mm. to, like, you, you can either, you can either, you know, go out and try to meet somebody and, like, you know, get laid or go on the apps and try to get laid that way. But it, it would require so much effort, especially if you're heterosexual. Oh my gosh. It's so much easier to just hire someone who is at the ready, and then yeah, which is why I hire you. You know, like, um, I mean, not to get all personal and gushy, but like, I hire you because you meet the needs that I need met. That a guy on Grinder or Scruff won't be able to meet. Well, think about it. Like, well, think about it. When you meet somebody on an app, or you know, whether that be Tinder or Grinder or you know, wherever, or Ashley Madison. You know, like wherever you meet these people, um, Ashley Madison, Jesus. <laughs> well, uh, let me tell you a lot. A lot of the clientele that seeks escorts are the same clientele as or Ashley Madison, married people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, the ones you meet on the app, um, they're not going to be necessarily meeting the needs that you want, as opposed well, to hiring uh, an escort. Exactly. Well, they will they will they will they show up with their own agenda, their own needs, mm. you know. Um, so and more often than not, you know, it's very 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 rare that you come across somebody who's very selfless sexually. You know, people want to get off. They want to get they want to get themselves off. And if you are a one night stand or just like you know, it's a one bam, thank you, ma'am. Then like they they, they give zero fucks whether. Right. You know, yeah. Whether you, whether you get what you wanted, like, oh, what are mm. your fantasies? Or like, what, what, what you, ideally, how would you like tonight to go? Like, no, that's not. They're not there to cater to your needs. Right. You know. Um. So, you know. So what you what you what, you, what ends up happening is you end up in this in, situation where you've a looked for about x amount of hours for, um, to get laid. Then you, you finally come across, if you're lucky enough to come across something that you were or remotely within your standards, right? Um, and that that, that 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 you fancy, you know, like the unit just not like, okay, put a bag over my eyes, like, or put a bag, <laughs> like, you know. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hello, all my little sluts. It's me, Mama Slut. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. 
head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code Tim at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off. And cherry on top, free shipping, oh my god. <laughs> I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there, and I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXEDWITHTIM10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G-O-O-D-F-O-R-H-E-R.com and the code S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-1-0 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. Trans-inclusive, feminist, and pleasure-focused, Good For Her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that... Uh... Uh... The show is about to begin. Yes. Wait, can I ask, like, in the escorts that you hire and in the clients that you work with, is attraction, like, a main factor in your screening process? The escorts that I, um, no, well, there is no screening process with the clients that I hire, except for the fact that, um, no, that's a lie, there is. Um, I have learned... I have this. I, I I am very fortunate that I have this ability to see the beauty in everybody. Aww, you know? how fucking um, and, 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 gross! I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that like uh, like to like to be to be perceived as like some fucking um, self righteous, you know, like yeah, that was very you know, corny. Like, I've never heard you say the corniest thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, you no. Know, but what I mean is seriously though. Like sometimes. You know, you, you may see somebody who, and this has always been my situation because I've always been so horny in my whole life that I like, you know, people who were considered conventionally unattractive, I always found something that I was like, man, I fuck you. That's for sure. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, but like, so like, that's what I mean. Like I always found a, a way of, of finding anybody or yes, anybody attractive, no matter right. what they, you know, they could be it, to conventional standards or societal standards. Um, hideous and like completely up- uh, like repelling and they're not like, conventionally attractive but you yeah. are able to find something beautiful and, and fuckable and that, inside of them yeah like even before we did this like i, I like but my, my friends you know through the, the, the time of jersey shore they would call me the fucking grenade <laughs> the, 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 like he, like you love your grenades and he like said sam you love your um you love your broken animals they would say to me wow that yeah. is fucking awful grenades yeah, broken he, what <laughs> Yeah, but that, that, that's what that, that was a big joke around like the broken animals in society. Like the, the ones that like I, w- I would go home with sometimes. But, you know, people can be very mean. No, oh, yeah. Like, for, but for some reason, like honestly, I've always been a kind of person that like 
I can I become attracted to people based off my interaction with them. Mm-hmm. Very many, very, very often. So, so can I ask? Lot. Can I ask? Um, no, but you know, hold on, before going back to uh, answering your, your your question, what, yeah. what, um, when I hire escorts, that's to more with my clients. When I hire an escort, yeah, of course, we all like. I'm gonna hire somebody who I but who I consider to be very attractive, mm-hmm. um, este- aesthetically uh, uh, wise. Mm-hmm. You know, but more often than not, they show up and yeah, they're very, they're very aesthetically pleasing, but like within 10 minutes, I'm like, I've had enough, like I can't stand it. <laughs> um, you know, so like they're, they're just actually void of, um, you know, personality, personality. Or, they're, or they are, they're, they're treating the escort profession in a very, very um, uh, robotic mechanical way, you know, where they are, um, you know, we, escorts are hired on an hourly time, time span. So, you know, you have an hourly rate, and if you know more often than not, you find you you come uh, the escort that you come across will literally start the time the moment he walks in through your door. And that's not a good escort, and, is it? Well, I, I believe a good escort is an escort that makes um, the feeling and the makes the experience feel as organic as possible mm. without it, it eradicating all sense of transactional um, like approach. Right, yeah, right. Approach. Like, you know, so like when I show up, I, I, I don't ask for money. I, you know, most escorts would say, like, well, let's get this out of the way. No, this is true. I, I I'm telling the know, audience I, that this is true. You've never asked me for money, like, right now. And, and you know, a lot of escorts um, will, will, will hear that. We say that, and they'll say, like, are you crazy? What if that guy doesn't end up not having any money? And, you know, you go through with it at the end and he, he stiffs you. And, you know, the, the way I look at it is like, A, I, I go, you know, you get a gut feeling of somebody's gonna stiff you, somebody's gonna stiff you. You know, you you, you know, you, you know, then you handle it a little differently. But B, you know, you, to me, it's more important for me to um to for me to cater to the experience than for me to be assured that I'm going to be compensated. Paid, right. You know, if, mm. if, 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 I, if I feel like if I feel like this guy's like you know if I feel like I've shown up and this guy's giving me a sketchy vibe, doesn't have any money. Then um, what I like to say to get around that is like, you know, um, you know, we, we like to refer to our, our, our the payment as donation. Um, <laughs> well, You're not a it, charity. We, um, no, but the thing is, it's the, it's a legal loophole. To, to that's true. It, okay, yeah, that's donation. a tax thing, right, it, right, right, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's more so for the client than for for myself because what I'm doing is legal. Mm. I can I can in Canada we are able to sell sexual acts. But we are right. not able to purchase sexual acts. Right. So, yeah. Um, so you know, I, I, I'm fine. Like you know, I, you know, I, I, I even like I, I've come to situations where cops have asked me what, what I'm doing in this place. I'm like, I'm here selling my booty. <laughs> I say, and and they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, and, so, and I even had a situation with this girl. Well, there was a female cop, and she's like, well, what do you mean selling your booty? And I'm like, I'm exactly what you think it means, <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Well, she. <laughs> Yeah, well, she did, she did. She was just completely clueless. Right. Okay. Um, um, I do have a question. Uh, going back to the whole client thing, when you took me in as a client, what were your impressions? Or like, was I a good client? Was I a bad client? This is just for my ego, like purely not even like related to <laughs> the rest of the questions. But like, I just want to know what your thoughts were when you took me in as a one of your regulars. Well, I when I took you in as a client was not. It was it was a different point than when I took you in as a regular. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's you know, hear um, it. 
you know, do you really want to hear it? I do want to hear it. Um, um, my my experience with you, because this is two experiences, the experience you had with me and the experience I had with you, mm-hmm. um, was it, it wasn't a negative one. I like, wasn't a negative one per, by any means. It was actually very, like it was very, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. But you were very, 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 um, you, you, reserved. Remember, not reserved. You, you were very specific in what you wanted. Right. Um, and you had, and you had me meet you, um, a day before the actual session, right? To, oh yeah. To interview me about what what I about and see for you to get a feel for me. So, you know, in for an escort, the time their time is precious, right? Right. Yeah. So if, if I'm taking that, like you know, it, it was taking minimum at least an hour for me to you know get ready, go see you, and, you know, take um, you know transportation to go see you in, in downtown Toronto. Right. Yes. 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 Um, so like, so you know. Those are who I call high maintenance clients, clients that make go through hoops and hurdles. <laughs> I am pretty um, high maintenance, but and, you know. and had you had you approached me now, um, with you know, and with the a having the um, you know, having the clientele base that I have, and b having put up with so much shit, um, I probably would have never been like, you know what, dude, I'm not going to sit here trying to jump hurdles for you to hire me. Um, you're the one that like reached out to me. Um, so if either you read my reviews, um, uh, or, or like, I'm not going to convince you to hire me. Like, I'm sorry. Right. I'm not gonna, right. And it's, yeah. and, and, and it's not that like, I'm, I, like I'm being arrogant or, you know, no, it's your business. You're, you're running your business the way you want to run it. I just, you know, I, I, I just don't want to convince people to, to, you know, I don't need to, you know, he, he has all, you have, like you would have, you at that point had all the information you needed from me, you know, you had the the, um, the, the, the the site which shows you who um, multiple pictures of who I am. I was not a, I'm not opposed to doing video chats, fully closed, but um, but because you because you got me when I was very fresh on the boat, I was so keen to accommodate. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so keen to accommodate, and um, you know, I it's not that I was out to um, you know, like garnish garner this clientele base that I have now, which the reason why I've amounted, I've garnered the client, this, um, this clientele base is because of how I operate. You know, I, right. I genuinely care for my clients. I genuinely am invested in their experience. You know, when, when I meet with them, when I meet with them, it's about my needs in no way have any shape or form any, like, in, in not, they don't even have a platform in that, in the, in, in that right. situation. Right. You know, it is, my, my needs are completely put on the back stool. On, on the back burner and I just it's all about and even if the client says oh but uh, I want uh, you know I want to get you off you know get, or like, I want like uh, part of my enjoyment is based off seeing you enjoy it I enjoy what I do like, right you know, I, exactly I, 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 like hello like I like eating my dick yaki like, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, never heard I, that I, terminology I'm, in a while but <laughs> I, I'm having a blast with what I'm doing but a are there some are there some things that I would love to do um, that that I would throw into the mix if it were just me? Of course, but it's not about me. Mm-hmm. This is a, about this them. is this is about them. This is about um, you know when you, when you hire an escort, if he's any good at his job and if, if he's a good one, he's going to tailor the an experience to your needs. He's, mm-hmm. And he, and a good one will always remember things what you like in bed. A good right. one will always remember um, um, you know people have a lot of people. Have, Everyone has certain antics in bed, you know, like whether they like, um, you know, to be choked while they're um, 
you know, well, wow. are you? <laughs> I told you no, that in confidence, Dan. <laughs> no kidding. It's fine. We can totally um, spill it here. <laughs> I was referring to women. Oh, like you choked. I'm a lady too, Dan. Come on. No, but yeah. Uh, what was it? I think it Dude was. Looks like a lady. Have you heard that song? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I did uh, like ask you to choke me during yeah. sex at one point. So, okay, and you complied. Too much. <laughs> no, I. Hey, I'm, it's comfortable. It's my sex life. The people will hear okay. about it. I talk about it like nonstop anyway. But like, I did. I, ask you, oh, <laughs> I did ask you to like choke me while you were fucking me, and then surprisingly, you did it well. Even though you said uh, that you didn't really know what you were doing, but I was like, you know what? That came really instinctively, and you did it well. Well, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I've never been a violent person, or, or like, <laughs> an aggressive, volatile person. So, like, choking is not necessarily something I, I, I do on a regular basis to people. But you've done um, it well on me, so I was very thankful, which the, is the, why the I'm a repeat the, client. Well, the only reason why I did it very well on you is because I have my background is in anatomy. In my oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I knew, I knew where to compress your neck. <laughs> So that yeah. your air, like your airways were the ones that would be compressed. Yeah. Don't fucking like weird. make me, you know, lose consciousness. I, I wanted, I wanted, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I just want you, I, I just want you to bring your like your um my circulation your, down a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want you. I, I want you to get your neurotransmitters zinging. Right. Like, exactly. Um, so, um, again, another very egotistical question. Because I'm like a repeat. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I finish answering your question. Oh, Basically, yeah. I found you. I found you to be um very high maintenance. Okay. Um, at, um, to get go uh, to, to uh, at the beginning, but now I find uh, you're, you're like you're such a pleasure. Like you know. Oh, thank you, Dan. Mostly because I like you. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I, I do I like, like you, you as too. a person, yeah, individual. Yeah. Um, also, you 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 know you, you you're probably one of the one of the ones that are the most insistent in being like sexually um, reciprocating. Oh um, really? That's kind of a compliment, actually. Thank you. You know, um, in um, you, you come a lot of clients that the, I, I, most clients that I hire, or they know that the situation that they're paying for the situation, so they, like they know that this is about them. So and they and then they will have they will like they will stop, they will try to hide or be around the bush about about it. You know, this is about you know like I had a client who hired three of us one time. Wow. Yeah, like so, it happens all the time, you know. Guy, you know, guys, guys, they, they're treating themselves, you know. Mm, so they, they'll right. hire three escorts at the same time, and they want to, you know, um, get plowed by three escorts or they or plow three escorts, <laughs> or whatever. But, I know, uh, uh, but uh, so you know, at every point of the session, there's no, there's no, it's impossible for all three, all four people in that situation to be engaged, right? Mm, so mm. you know, maybe it, it, like the client will be engaged individually with one person at a time so what does what does what does the other two do other three do so they kind of just you know they'll just they hang out other. chill yeah yeah no but i have clients that will be like what are you doing no if, if i'm not if i'm not if you're not if i'm not in that situation you guys don't play with each other so mm. essentially it was it was you know he the client was expectation was that as soon as he if he were to go off with one of us or for a little bit that we were just supposed to stand there and idle and, and like idle right right yeah so um so you know there's there's some clients that really do um that that because they're paying for it and they're paying you know they're paying us very well for it it's like we like we need to be there for them 
in it. Right. So, um, you know, you are not like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And that's a good thing for you. Well, I mean, it makes it, it, it makes it more enjoyable for me, you know. And, to work um, with, yeah. I, you know, like, you know, you know, one thing that I hate as an escort is when clients have this expectation of you to do certain things sexually. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Specifically speaking, um, to, or, to come. A lot of, especially gay, gay, for gay guys, the coming is so important, important for them. It's like the and, peak, the paramount yeah, like, of like, the experience. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 the, the, like, the, like, for me, I don't need to come. I love, I, I, I still had an awesome time. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. Uh, you know, a bit like, uh, and, you know, working in the sex industry, you become so acclimatized to, to sex that it doesn't propel That's you orgasm to orgasm focus, as, yeah. Yeah, like as easily as you would if you didn't mm-hmm, work mm-hmm. in that industry. So you become so so accustomed to it. So um, one thing that I always uh, that I that I put my foot from the that I put my foot down from the vehicle was that I would never fake orga- an orgasm with somebody. I would always um, because that would be the point where sex would start to become re- um, remedial, like tedious, like oh, where I would, yeah. you know you know laborious. Um, mm. I, that's the last thing that I want sex to become. So I, so. I always said that my, and I always tell clients or in person clients when they're like, and do you come? I always say my, my, my orgasm is a product of the, my orgasm is a product of the environment. You know, right, like, yeah. um, I have to be driven to that point of an orgasm. You know, right. I, I've, I, I've been hired by clients who they're, they'll literally like sit there and like, it's like fucking a corpse, you know, there's, you know there's no sound coming out of them. There's just no moving. How is that going to bring me to an orgasm? Right. So you know what I mean? That actually makes me very glad. So knowing that every time that you've fucked me and like you've ca- you've come inside of me, that's like, you know, a real thing. And like, th- that's very flattering. And like, it makes me feel kind of special. And like, that's how we build our bond as not just friends, but also like client and sex worker. And I, I guess like um, I- I'm just getting to, um, I'm sorry, I'm just starting to understand how, how open you are. With your, with your, <laughs> it's like you've never um, heard my show before, Dan. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I, I, not, not all of your shows are as explicit at this oh. point. <laughs> you know, um, but this is the first time I've ever had a guest on my show where we've actually had sex. So uh, it's a different situation. But you know what? Openness, vulnerability, transparency. Come on. And it's funny because I, it's funny because I'm, I'm, I'm a sex worker, but... And sometimes I still feel a little bit. Um, you want to hold uh, some things back. <laughs> well, I think that, I think that it, you know it's part of my traditional conservative, you know, I um, see. yeah, person. That, you know, you know, I, like I'll, I'm a pig when you have me you know, <laughs> in, in the bedroom, like a dirty pig. Like I will, I will, I will stuff my face in all, any part of your body. But when I'm out, when I'm out in public, I, you know, I'm a. I, 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 it's not that I like to be perceived, but no, I, I want to be the perf- a perfect gentleman in public not the, and i think you are gentleman. you are though you know, and, so and, and, and it's under and i and my understanding of a perfect gentleman is that you know you don't you're not as crude in, in public but that's just my so so even though i'm a sex worker i get a little bit uncomfortable talking about certain details um and, and, then, and, then, and then and then i look and i think to myself oh wow i'm being, I'm being silly like right, I'm yeah. to do that. But it's just the fact that um that's you know I This is who you, you are, know, that's your background. You know, yeah. I am who I am. This is you know for sure. Fun, fundamentally my core my core my core self is that of, of a conservative person that likes to keep my sexual freakiness, you know yourself. 
to, 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 well, not to myself either, because I'm also a big exhibitionist. Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I love to be watched. You know, but I think it's in the correct environment, you know, like, um, I don't want to make, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. I don't like to make, um, be inappropriate to people to, you know, and that's not because of what, you know, my, again, not because of what they think is because I truly don't want to be somebody who makes people feel uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So, so that's why I get a little bit uncomfortable talking about sex. Like, right. I, I look around me and I'm like, who, who's not sitting who's uneasy? <laughs> and, and I hate being the person that's making other people uneasy. So that's why I get uncomfortable. Mm. It, it, so that's where that stems from. Not because of what I'm concerned about what they think about me. I don't care what they think about me, to be honest. I don't but it's just you. It's, way I, it's your boundaries. It's way, the way I think about it is, why, why care what people think about you? Like, how often do you think about them? There like, you go. I don't think about those, yeah, like, I don't think about those people. I don't go home and think about other people that, like, talk shit about me. Mm-hmm. I never think about those people. Like, <laughs> good. So, That's like, good. yeah, so, um, you know. Uh, Forgive the openness if it is a little too, like, you know, oh, no, forthcoming. Oh, no, <laughs> And honestly, like I, 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 I can, like I, I commend you for it for you oh, being able to be so comfortable talking about yourself, yourself sexually, yeah. which is something even me as a sex worker that can't finds it a little bit challenging to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in like say in an environment where it's like you know like this, like where no people will be listening to. Yeah, if it's just a one-on-one or a, like an intimate conversation between somebody else. Myself, right. sure. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more likely, I'm more comfortable to get into more, into more detail of what, I, of what mm. I like. But like, um, but I commend you for me having that ability. Because, <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Uh, you know, not everybody uh, can be so open and forward. This is honestly like one of the more intimate conversations that you and I have had, and like you know outside of the bedroom and like we've had intimate conversations after sex and like, you know, we're opening up to each other, but like, you know, I appreciate you for being so candid and being so like open and um, yeah, it's like, I love where this conversation is going. Um, But I also have like some questions I wanted to cover because like uh, when, okay, I care about you. So when I'm thinking of your escorting, I'm also thinking of like your safety. When I was an escort, I was thinking about my own personal safety. So like, how do you address those concerns about your own personal safety? Like, do you take self-defense classes? Do you have like a bouncer, a hitman? Oh, <laughs> you're, talking about, so you're talking about safety in terms of like... Yeah, because like, you know, clients can well, be a little, see, you know, gross oh, and yeah, weird. Well, yeah, well, my biggest concern when it comes to safety is that of um, STIs and STDs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's normal. Um, um, but physical safety. Know, physical safety. You know, there have been some sketchy situations that I've been in, but like, really, you got to listen to your gut. When mm. something doesn't feel right, like, your intuition is there for a reason. You, you, your gut feeling, listen to it. And um, doing this kind of work, I've learned, I've been fortunate that I, um, you know, have always been a very intuitive person, period. Right. Um, but like, you know, that what, and I've been fortunate that when I got that an eerie feeling about something, I, I said, back away, disco stew, not your day, you know? Like, um, you know, there's, you know, been situations where I, like, I, I felt that I was seriously in danger or could have been put myself in danger had I proceeded. Um, but I always am able to find, um, uh, like, I'm always able to, 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 to decipher that before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation, the very few times that it's happened, um, you know, but I've had a, I had a, I had a friend of mine in this line of work who was hired by Bruce MacArthur, you know? Whoa, really? The yeah. Like, killer? 
the serial killer that killed those all those men that disappeared. Yeah, you know, sure. I have a, 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 a he, he's still my my friend still works in the desk court, and he Bruce MacArthur hired him three times. Jesus, um, that is terrible. You know, and they were always being at the same hotel, and um, you know, and you know, and, and then when he you know he told me he, he I remember him telling me um, because I didn't know him back when back then I wasn't doing this and so I didn't know him. He he was telling me when like when he saw the he saw Bruce MacArthur in the news, his stomach just sank, and he's mm-hmm. like, and he's like he thought to himself that could have been me. That's terrifying. You know, so like you know so the, yes the, the, there is a, you hear about these neighbor stories where like people go and meet people from online, and that was the last that everybody ever heard or saw from them. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, but it's you know um, I'm uh, I. Uh, and yeah, there is there is um, a, a certain risk that I'm putting myself through, but I, you know, I I always like to be in a public space. Also, I'm a like I'm a big guy, you know, like I, like you know I is I'm not. I mean, you know, big as in like with size and penis, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is that like you know you're, you're not going to take me down that easily, um, right? Yeah. So I don't feel I don't feel as though I'm um you know it's. As vulnerable as to say, you know, I, you know, I, I don't feel in any way feeble or like mm-hmm. towards, you know, I, I, like I feel like I could, like you know, defend myself. Yeah, for the listeners out myself. there, like you're not going to see this, but like he is fully on his bed, balls out, naked and hot in the well, nude. It's so hot these days, you know. There like, you go. Yeah, Jesus. I don't and, mind. And, and although, I do, although I have AC in my unit, like AC makes me cold. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I like I not, I like I love being. I, I don't mind being hot. Like I like being, yeah. Like, um, okay, Dan, uh, I want to ask you as well, um, like your rate. How did you come up with your rate? Because for me, when I was escorting, I charged clients 500 for the hour. And I know there's like no sort of like, I don't know, sex worker regulation or standardized things. Ooh, so how- 500? I, there is a there is a standard. Well, that's the thing, right? When I was charging my clients, I was charging them five hundred for the hour because these were rich people that I was fucking. And Are like you Prince William, <laughs> I have a Prince Albert cock. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, uh, like when I was do when I was back in the game, like five hundred for the hour. Yeah, exactly. So I want to ask you, like, how you came up with your rate. Um, basically, uh, when I started doing this, I had um, the help of people who had, like, you know, the mentorship of people who were very well into this work. Mm-hmm. So um, they told me what, you know, the average rate of an escort is $300 an hour. Okay. For a good escort. That's the average, and that's, that's considered across the board the average. Uh, right. Standard yeah. Mm-hmm. For somebody that's good. Now, there's a lot of people that are shit that hire, that's, that, that's still, um, Charge, charge that rate, and they're really bad escorts, right? Yeah, 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 they're really bad escorts, yeah, because it's a standard. And then, um, you know, a lot of guys will try to bargain with me for my rate because my rate is 260. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the reason why I decided to stick to 260 is because it's I want to stay in the denomination of 20 because that's what the bank spews out, mm-hmm. the bank spews out. So, like, I don't want like you know, 270 that would have been just like no one's gonna get having like. Break a twenty dollar bill or somewhere like it's like, you want to save the tw- and, and you want to make it most easy, most convenient. Mm-hmm. Second, I want to be more, I want it to be competitive. So, if um, the rent, if the if Joe is at three hundred dollars and I'm at two sixty, mm-hmm. it makes me 
it makes me more competitive pricing. That's right. Any market is, is stipulated by, you know, competition. Um, so, and the fact that like, you know, at this point now I've got, I've kind of developed a bit of a reputation and I have like, um, I'm probably one of the, I'm probably one of the most well-reviewed guys on, in the service site mm-hmm. in Ontario. And to the listeners, I will put that in the show notes. So if you want to book I, Dan, I, I am one of the most, I am the most well-reviewed guy in Toronto. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Ontario, why but I am in Toronto. You're the most um, reviewed guy in my bussy. No. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, so, um, yeah. So, uh, you, you sorry, I followed. Oh, sorry, so sorry. Um, <laughs> You're the most reviewed and best reviewed uh, in your no, but, uh, yeah in your yeah, in the city. What was I getting at though? <laughs> That's okay. Um, I just wanted. No, 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 no. You always question. You ask me. Oh, how'd my rate? I'm like. So, like you know, if you come across my, my profile or you come across my ad, and you see the the ad, the the reviews that I have, and then you see that I'm, that my rate is two is forty dollars less than the than, than the other guy, you're 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 way more likely to go to, to you to towards me, mm. right? Right. Then you know, so so it, it, essentially, it was I my rate was um, a strategy for me to remain strategic. Um, and remain and remain comp- like the, the the better choice. And and then the way I operate is just it was my strategy on re, in retaining that clientele and in, in acquiring a consistent clientele. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to interrupt really quickly. Um, this isn't a trigger warning or anything, but I just wanted to give an explanation as to what you're about to hear in terms of audio quality. Basically, his phone. No, no, sorry. His uh, his headphones. Yeah, they died. So uh, we had to like continue the rest of the conversation by having him call me. So the audio is like a little off. I'm so sorry. I know you expect quality from me, but I continue to deliver trash. Oh well, what are we gonna do about that? So um, yeah, and because like he brought his phone on um <laughs> he brought it to the bathroom because he needed to pee <laughs> and um he asked me to edit it out but i was like shit i don't really know how to edit out the fact that you said you're gonna go to the bathroom and then you're gonna hear him literally pee and like flush so um yeah sorry about that but um <laughs> I hope that doesn't keep you away from listening to the rest of the few minutes of the episode. But yeah, I just wanted to give myself a little explanation as to why the audio sounds a little meh. But um, anyways, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. So enjoy the rest of the episode and I will see you at the credits. Thank you. So Dan, uh, can you like tell us a little bit more about um how you got to the rate that you were working at? Well... You know, from what I, from what I understood um, from talking to my friends who were in the industry um, was that the standard was $300, and that's for somebody who, who was good, you know. But you, you'll come across guys that are 150 200 but, um, you know, and some guys that are 500 like, you know, like you. <laughs> I, I have seen them, um, but, I, I, you know, the standard for a good sex worker is $300 an hour. 300 okay yeah an hour so um i wanted to price my rate as something that was a bit more competitive 
So, you know, that pair of my reviews, which were, which are, you know, paint me in a very positive picture, paint me in a very positive way, um, would make clients more likely to gravitate towards me than somebody else. Right. So that's right. why that's that, 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 that's why I um stipulated my rate to be two sixty. Right. Right. Okay. So. Uh, people better save up when they want to hire you. <laughs> Pardon me? People are going to have to save up if they're going to hire you then, huh? Well, I mean, it isn't, yeah, it isn't cheap. I, I'll be the first one to admit that it, like, it doesn't, it isn't cheap, but that's why you need to make sure that you get somebody good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, and that your, that your, your needs are really met. It's like going out for dinner and staying home for dinner. When you go for dinner and you, if you order a nice place, to eat dinner, you're gonna spend like three hundred bucks for the person, you know, like bottle of wine, you know, like um, appetizers, mains, desserts. That that dinner's costing you three hundred bucks a tip, you know. Um, so why not? Like, if you can, if you go out for dinner, spend that much money, then when you go get laid, that you should probably, you know, why should it be any different? Like, Ooh, good point. Why would I spend like a thousand bucks on wine, but like I'm not gonna spend two sixty, three hundred on a good escort? Come on, people, get your shit together. <laughs> well, I, 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 the way I look at it, um, you know, so, some people really do get, you know, their their tickle from wine. Like, you know, they, they need a glass of wine, to, and but some people really do need to get laid. Hmm. <laughs> Very bad. And I am one of those people. That's why I pay you to fuck me senseless. <laughs> it's true. He does. Oh, God. So, Dan, um, this conversation has been so lovely and amazing. Um, I wanted to give the listeners something to take away from this because you're such an amazing, beautiful, and talented amazing i said amazing twice you're a great person (laughs) and you're such a lovely human being um Um, is that all (laughs) you want to throw another adjective in there uh you're sexy you got a huge dick you're um i don't know what else you want from me (laughs) you'll have to pay me for more compliments how about that (laughs) no um what do you want the listeners to take away from this conversation regarding escorting? Because we've covered like your background, um, safety, uh, what escorts do and don't do, what makes a client a good one and a bad one. So take us away. What is something that you want the listeners to take away from this conversation? I am. I just. I, I, I want people to see the industry, or the sex industry, to um, to be. For what it really is, you know, not not to have um, all these prejudices and these stigmas around the, the sex industry um, as us being, you know, dirty people in the street, like, um, you know, just um, just just like unclassy and what and what have you. Um, I want people to see that, like, it's, you know, there, there's a lot more to this than just fucking client you know and like and like what i was trying to say earlier is that i don't fuck i, I would say at least uh 40 of my clientele i don't have sex with you know some of the, some of the clientele that i that um that i get hired by is are people who are just trying to come to term to come to grasp with their sexuality trying to be comfortable with the fact about being in front of the guy and like um or they're trying to figure out a lot of their, a lot of a lot of things i have other people who are just trying to 
um, are trying to get over traumatic experiences. So they're trying to you know, introduce themselves to an intimate um, in situation, and they feel that paying somebody is a controlled situation for, uh, by, in their opinion. Um, so there's many there's many reasons why um, uh, you know why someone would hire somebody, not because they can't get some, they can't get laid, or not because they don't you know they're too ugly to get their own, to get you know guys organically, but more so because they really someone like myself when I hire escorts, I just want NSA you know something like no strings attached, you know uh, for me time is money. If I'm wasting my time trying to get laid, then um, you know, I I could I could rest it or like you know time is money. You know, you can let this get that time rest and then go uh, to work and actually make money or spend that whole time and send up and just shoot down the drain by trying to get laid, trying to find somebody to have sex with. So at the end of the day, it's either you spend hours upon hours trying to like you know cruising, or you just hire somebody quickly for an hour and you get your you get your dick your rocks off. i mean you know what whatever whatever people want like come on like your work speaks for itself which is why i've been working with you for so long and just like i'm so thankful for you dan for being in my life and like that's probably like the corniest thing i've ever said oh my gosh i guess like i'm not like you you, you, i feel like you're like i'm like your 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 bishop or your (laughs) i'm so thankful for you in my life no okay dan i know like we joke around on the show but i really am like genuinely grateful and like no i know you are i feel like i we don't say that during sessions enough and you know, I'm like, I really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. You can edit that out. Yeah. If you want. That's okay. But uh, Dan, thank you again so much for being on the show. And you know what? I'm definitely going to hire you again. And I'm going to be ordering the usual, you know, the one. The, 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 one. Choke, um, the choke special? <laughs> the, the special. Yeah, the house special. <laughs> the choke special? The choke special, you know, the, the California girl rodeo. <laughs> so um i'm gonna be uh booking you again like, really really soon and dan thank you so much listeners out there thank you to be on your show and um it's um it's interesting to see you in this light <laughs> <laughs> i think so too this is something of our like connection uh, an aspect of our relationship that we don't really explore and i think that's that's great so, uh, listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this has been another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I will see you at the next one. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!